Game Notes is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know jazz ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. My favorite part of this Game Time app, it is so easy. You can check out for tickets in two taps just tap tap emphasis on the tap tap just get out of there so quickly get tickets blink of an eye so easy to do so head to the app store or google play store now to download game time and score awesome deals on last minute tickets Welcome to the Game Notes Podcast. You hear that sort of jazz music in the background. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Tony Jones of The Athletic, covers Utah Jazz. This is a free, in front of the paywall episode. You're going to want to subscribe, though, if you're not a subscriber to The Athletic, theathletic.com slash game notes. we got a lot of fun stuff coming up in the holiday week next week before Thanksgiving that you're not going to want to miss. So you get some of that in front of the paywall, but you get all of it if you're behind the paywall. So make sure you subscribe. Tony! What the heck happened to the Utah Jazz the last two games? They were supposed to not run through these teams. They're definitely supposed to beat both the Memphis Grizzlies and the Utah or in the Minnesota Timberwolves. Those are two games I'm sure they're going to want back at the end by the end of the season, yeah. um, unless they finish in the first spot. You know, then then it's a moot point. But um, if I'm telling you right now, if the Jazz finish. And in the fourth spot by two games or the fifth spot by two games, um, the, these are two games that that are going to be like really, really regrettable. So um, what what's what in your mind is the more egregious loss? Is it in Memphis or is it at home to, to a Minnesota team without Andrew Wiggins? I think is, you know, I think it's in Memphis because Memphis just isn't good. Like there's, there's not a good team. And and. And you know, I know the the, circum, the the circumstances surrounding the game. I know that you know, I know that the Grizzlies were really up for that game, and they played with a ton of energy, national TV audience. Um, you know, I know that you know Mike Conley, you know, was really emotional. Didn't play well through three quarters at all. But you know, they they had a they had a six five six point lead uh, in that fourth quarter, and they, you know, and the Jazz, you know. The from where those two teams are, you're supposed the Jazz were supposed to close that game out, and um, I think is agree. I think the egregious part is that Memphis outplayed the Jazz down the stretch, and John Morant uh, they could not stop John Morant down the stretch, and they could not stop Dylan Brooks down the stretch. I think that you know that played out. you know, in 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 the in the games afterwards, uh, the the next night or the next two nights, Denver came in, blew them right out of the water. Um, and then last night, you know, the Warriors came came in, blew them right out of the water. Um, you know that, that that's just it's just a bad loss. It was a bad loss in real time, and it looks really bad uh, three three or four days later. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think look. John Morant's a special talent, I think, but he's also a guy that you should be able to get the better of uh, when he's a rookie. And look, he didn't have a phenomenal game. He's 9 of 22 in that game, but he was just 
he felt so physically imposing at times that I w- I was just blown away that they couldn't find a way to to kind of put that onus on someone else. I think mean, I know Dylan Brooks had 20 in that game. Um, they had a couple of contributions here and there, and it, and it was kind of an ugly game. But for the most part, like I just I couldn't believe the Jazz couldn't figure that out. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe. You know, it's you know it was one of those things where I felt like you know it, it was. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I couldn't put, put, you, you can't put your finger on it. It's the jazz haven't been playing with the bun, with a ton of energy against teams that they should beat. the games of this season that they've played with a lot of energy are, are the, the, you know, the 50, 50 games or, yeah. or the games that, you know, they haven't been favored in. And, um, you know, the games that they should be taking care of, they haven't taken care of. They lost, they've lost three of these already this year and and uh and it's it's just too many uh it's too many to lose three games that you should be winning uh to lose three such three of those games in the first 13 games of the season so does it feel like kind of the slow start of last season to you no it it doesn't i mean in one sense it does because you know i don't think the jazz are playing well um i think we've talked about about this um they haven't put together uh a full game You're right um as of yet you know they they well i don't know what you call the sacramento game maybe that's a full game the first sacramento game um of the season but you know in terms of playing well on both ends of the floor you know they they put together a full half against milwaukee um but you know other than that every game that they've played you know they've they've had you know, they've had chunks of that game where you can point to where you can say, OK, they didn't play well during this part of the game. And, you know, the, and, and on Monday, you know, they played they played against Minnesota on Monday as if they were ordained to win um, because there was no there, there, there was no Andrew Wiggins. And then, you know, when they when they figured out that you know, wait, oh my goodness, we can lose this game, which is when they were down 96 to 90 uh, after Carl Anthony Towns hit a couple of threes in the fourth quarter. Um, they started panicking. They started trying to do it. They started trying to do it offensively, individually. Uh, and that led to them being, you know, kind of blown out of the water in the fourth quarter as well. So um, I thought that, you know, those are two the Memphis game and the Minnesota game, there were two really, really, really bad losses. Uh, and both for, for how they defended or, I mean, how they played down the stretch. Yeah. I, I think what was interesting to me about the Minnesota loss was the way that Minnesota defended them. Like Minnesota hasn't been a bad or a good defense. Like they're pretty middle of the road so far this year defensively, but their, their system is a little similar to Utah in that they they're trying to overplay the three point line. They're hoping that cat can keep things kind of tied together in the interior. And they are basically daring teams to beat them on the mid range. I talked about this with Britt Robson on the hoops and house podcast uh, yesterday, uh, at least when we're recording this one. And, and we kind of talked about how against Memphis, you know, the wolves got blown out against Memphis because the Memphis Grizzlies just hit their mid range shots in that game and against Utah, Utah did not. And so I, I don't know if you feel like Utah played a bad offensive game and the shots just didn't go in, or if you felt like they could have adjusted, but it felt like that should be a strategy they're pretty familiar with. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, it's a strategy 
frankly, it's a strategy that I, I feel like they're built to beat, right? Because I would think so, you know, right? Mike, right, because Mike Conley's signature, he he's got a signature floater. Donovan Mitchell's gotten really good from the mid range. Boyan Bogdanovich is pretty good for the mid range. Rudy Gobert, if you if you force your way to the basket, uh, even if you miss, he's 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 going to be there to clean up a lot of messes. You know, it's it's a it's a team that's good off the bounce. It's a team that's good mid range. So you would think that they would be, um, you know, pretty equipped to 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 beat that to to beat that strategy. And I don't think that they play badly offensively um, through three quarters. I know they didn't shoot as well, but they hit a bunch of threes. Um, you know, they did hit a bunch of threes. They did you know, get to the basket and they did, you know, they, they, they were scoring uh, pretty well, especially at the end of the third quarter with, with their second unit. Um, but, you know, once Minnesota went up six in that fourth quarter, everything f- fell apart. You know, the screw, the, the screws fell loose. They stopped. They didn't get another really good offensive possession for the rest of the game. Uh, it was just like a, a young team. They looked like a young team that simply panicked uh, down the stretch. And, and I think that that's the biggest indictment for them on Monday night. Yeah. And and that was it was surprising to me because I think we talked about it on the last episode we were together of kind of the strategy of, all right, now you got to deal with a, a Wolves team where where, you know, Carl Anthony Towns plays a lot on the perimeter. He's taken a lot of threes this year. And, and we both kind of agreed like, yeah, but Rudy Gobert is really good at defending that. Right. Like he's, he's good at, he's good on the perimeter. Like he's not some guy, it's not like throwing Hassan Whiteside on the perimeter, right? Like he can, he can actually move his feet, recover all that stuff. But once cat caught fire, it just didn't, it felt like the, it felt like the jazz defense, which has been one of the best, if not the best in the league this year was a little helpless to that. Like, and, and granted, like some guys of cats quality, if they catch fire, there's not much you can do for them, right? Like, they, like sometimes those guys just take over games and they win. They win basketball games. We've seen Donovan Mitchell do it. Like, we've seen plenty of guys do it. But it, to, at least to me, watching that game, it felt like the Jazz didn't know what to do in that situation. Yeah, they they looked they looked. I think they looked rattled. Most, yeah, that was that was the word I was just about to say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they looked rattled. I mean, and I think it's the, the old adage: like you cut off the te- cut off the head, the body dies. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Rudy's been so good this year um, and, and he's been, you know, so, um, you know, he, he's been so good on the perimeter. He's been so good uh, near the basket as well. Like he hasn't been getting cooked on switches. Um, you know, he's 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 just been terrific. He's, you know, as good as Donovan Mitchell has been this year, Rudy Gobert is still has still been their best player this year. And, and I think, you know, when you see, when you saw a cat start cooking Rudy, you know, and I, and I think, you know, when your teammates, when, when his teammates saw that, it was like, Oh my God, like, you know, cats really starting to really, really, really get loose. And, and, and those threes that he hit, you know, it wasn't like Rudy was leaving him alone. No, right. Still was within a step. Um, defensively, he still had his arm. Uh, he still had his arm extended, you know, to to challenge the shot. Cat just started catching the shooting, uh, and and you know he you, if with Rudy, he still got to give Cat a step because Cat's first step 
uh, and Castle good off the bounce and get into the basket. Yeah. And he just figured that out by the fourth quarter. Uh, he figured out how to get his shot off uh, over Rudy's outstretched arm. And once he did that, um, it, it was it was just like everything fell apart. It was like, you know, it, it was just it really was kind of see, like seeing your leader get leader get slayed. And, you know, the, the, the rest of, you know, the, the rest of the unit just kind of um, didn't know what to do. Didn't know what to do with that. Yeah, it, it's kind of it, it felt like. You know, if you're if you've got a group of guys in like the toughest guy in the group, right, gets gets punched and, and kind of gets staggered a little bit. The rest of the group's like, oh, what do we do? Like, we, we don't we're not used to seeing this. Right. Like th- that guy usually handles himself. And it felt like, you know, Rudy Gobert got metaphorically punched in the mouth, staggered. And, and the rest of the group was just like, oh, like we might yeah. like we, we don't we don't know how to adjust to this. This guy's supposed to take that punch. For sure. Like, and that, that's exactly, that's exactly what it was. And then that's, that, that's exactly what it was offensively. That's exactly what it was defensively. You know, cat hit a few threes because the jazz were up six. Yeah. Um, and and, you know, the, the second unit had put them up six Minnesota calls timeout. Um, every, you know, the, the jazz looked like, okay, even though they didn't play, they haven't played really well up to this point, you know, they're probably, they're still probably going to figure out a way, uh, to, to get this win. Um, it's 86, 80 immediately. The jazz give up a three point play on a backdoor cut, uh, to cater base job. Um, that gives, you know, that, that stabilizes Minnesota immediately and they get right back in the game. Uh, and then, you know, and then cat starts, starts raining threes and he made seven of those things, yeah. you know, and, and that, that's, that's, that's a lot for a center. I mean, it's a lot for anybody, but I mean, obviously for a center, um, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's crazy. And I've seen cat and that's the thing about cat. He's, he's going to be a, he's a volume shooter this year. He's taking nine threes right. a game and, and he's hitting the highest percentage of his career. Like he's, he's one of the best pure shooters in the league, in my opinion. Yeah. And it's such a, it, you know, it's such a matchup issue and it's so unique, you know, um, it, it's so unique. He's so unique because he's different from, uh, a lot of the centers that can shoot like, you know, Brooke Lopez is catch and shoot. Like if he, right. if he catches off the penetration, he's going to shoot it. That's fine. You know, Cat is Yo, Jokic is usually isn't looking for a shot, right? So yeah, right. it's a it's Jokic a different type of hesitation. Shot. Like yeah. he's gonna take one or two a game. Um Cat right now, you know, he's he's gonna put a lot of them up there, regardless. And and it's it's i think I think it was really hard um because you know you want Rudy in the lane. You want him protecting the paint, and there's just no way against Minnesota that Rudy's going to be able to protect the paint. Um, and, yeah, and I, yeah. I almost, I almost wonder because they're so used to overplaying the three point line because they have Rudy back there. When Rudy has to overplay the three point line, there's no one back there, right? Like the, you can there's throw, no you can throw Bogey back there, you can throw Royce O'Neal back there, right? Like you can throw guy into that position, but it's just not going to be the same. And I thought your, I think your point about you know because Cat's so good off the bounce is great because. Look, like I think Rudy defended it about as well as he could when when Cat caught fire. Other than completely overplaying it, getting blown by, and hoping guys are back there to to cover that. Like I just I don't know what you do in that situation. And that's the other thing you can't. And, and there's no other matchup for Rudy on the floor. 
because Ryan Saunders keeps the floor spread. And he, you know, he's got he's playing Covington at the four. Um, if you know, if they have Wiggins tonight, they'll, they'll play Wiggins. You know, they have a Kogi. I mean, everybody else can shoot, and everybody else can can get to the basket off the dribble. You know, so there's there's no Taj Gibson in this lineup to to hide no. Rudy on. Yeah, there's you know, really there's, there's really not. There's no Tibbs. There's no Tibbs <laughs> to keep Cat and, and Gorgie Jang on the floor together for 25 minutes. Right. You know, there, there's just there's none of that. So so Rudy's got to play. Rudy's got to play against Cat, and you know, and he's just gonna have to be uncomfortable for 48 minutes. And that's that's that that was a real problem for the Jazz on Monday night. Ever wonder how to get the hottest kicks on the market, the ones that barely hit the shelves? The answer is StockX, a revolutionary new marketplace for buying and selling 100% authentic sneakers, streetwear, watches, handbags, whatever you want. It's what all the experts have been using for a long time. All the hype beasts, that's how they get all their stuff. You can get it right now. Millions are already using StockX to find everything after it sells out from the latest Yeezys, Retro Jordans, hottest streetwear from brands like Supreme, Bape, Palace, Kit, all the good ones. Me personally, I've got my eye on some confetti Kyrie 4s and oh my God, the price, you can track it the whole time. You know what's going up. You know what's going down. When it goes down, you throw in your offer, you go and get it. Couldn't be easier to use. And the great thing about them, you know everything's authentic. They ensure authenticity. Every item bought or sold on StockX is carefully inspected by hand to ensure it's 100% legit. Their experts go above and beyond to make sure you never get burned by fakes. Absolutely never. They've removed all the risks from buying and selling online. Now you can get the hottest, hardest to find kicks without having to deal with a random random buyer or seller ever again. Don't ever go to Craigslist ever again for these kicks. Want to get in on the hype? Check out stockx.com slash bball for a surprise offer. Trust me, that offer is really good, but you got to go to stockx.com slash bball for a surprise offer that won't be around too long. That's stockx.com slash bball. Check it out today. So, so if you're the jazz, if you're the jazz going into, into Wednesday night's game, right? Um, do you feel like, is it is it a look? We know Andrew Wiggins is playing great basketball at least before he he left the team to to attend to his grandmother's funeral, right? Like we know he's playing great basketball this season, but we're gonna make that guy beat us. Like we we can't let we can't let Cat beat us. Like I I don't think I don't think it's a bad strategy at all. I think if Wiggins ends up beating you, he ends up beating you. But that kind of has to be the 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 mode of of how they operate defensively, right? Like I don't think you can expect Jeff Teague to want to take a game personally two games in a row. Like that just doesn't seem to be him. And, and Jeff Teague was another big part of that game where he just decided at a certain point, all right, I guess I'll attack tonight. Like that, you know, that was it, was like, it the Indianapolis thing with Jeff Teague and Mike Conley on Monday I, night? I, I almost, I almost wonder if it's a residual effect, even though he's not there anymore to that Rubio incident in Salt Lake city where, where Teague like just hip checked him for no reason. And there was such a, like, I almost wonder if he like was reminded of that and just decided, all right, I'm going to come get these guys. Because Teague's not putting up a lot of twenty-one and elevens nowadays. No, it, no, it's in the the days that you can find him attacking the way he was attacking. Like it's just like that's like once every like six, seven games. Yeah, it, it, you know that was another thing. Or maybe I, maybe I it was know. the Conley thing. I just assumed it was the residual holdover from like being in Salt Lake when that when he like well, went after you know, Rubio. I mean, I'm just saying, like you know, those guys are from the same town, so yeah, you know you always look at, you always look at a guy from your city and, 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 you know, they're around the same age. 
Um, you always look at that. You always look at that guy, and you always kind of want to go at that guy. I don't. I mean, I'm not. You know, I'm just. I'm just throwing stuff out there. I'm just saying because, like I said, uh, and like you said, you know, Jeff was kind of unusually active. Yeah. <laughs> on on Monday night, and there was just. He looked like the he looked like Wake Forest Jeff Teague, and I was just like, yeah. you know, that, that just that's not the Jeff Teague I'm 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 looking that I'm that I'm used to watching. I'm so I'm just throwing reasons out there, but as as for Wiggins, um, I thought it actually worked against the Jazz that Wiggins didn't play on Monday night because it put the ball in in Cat's hands. Yeah, uh, yeah, on every uh, single I mean, possession. Wig does take the majority of the shot or he takes the most shots. Uh, it's, it's close to even, but it's not quite even right. Like, like they use them about the same within the offense, but Wiggins ends up taking more shots. Um, I think that, yeah, I think, I think I'm with you. Like, I think it forced the wolves to say, Oh, well we got to give the ball to our best player, which is a weird, a weird mentality to have to be forced into, but that, you know, cat also can be a little like hesitant in how he feels things out. And I wonder if that'll be the same case tonight or if that game in Salt Lake City makes Cat feel like, oh, I can I can cook Rudy Gobert. As as crazy as that might sound, like he that may be the mentality he has based on that last game. Right. Cause that, you know, and that's the first time we've seen Rudy get, you know, we you know, I think and that's the thing. Like I actually thought Rudy played really well. Um, you know, what do you have? Like 16 and 13, 16 or 14, something like that? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Um he was good. You no, know, he was really good, but it's, it's it's still the first time this year that I think that he's lost a matchup. Um, you know, he he won he won his matchup with Embiid. Um, who else did he play against? Um, that that that's of any consequence. Um, am I missing anybody? I'm I'm looking at this, trying to remember right now. I mean, you know, he was he was really good against Anthony Davis. Um. Yeah, that's about it for their matchups right now, right? Yeah. I mean, but this is the first time where I can look at at a matchup with Rudy and I was like, okay, Rudy, Rudy didn't win this matchup. Even though I think Rudy played like I said, I think Rudy played really well. Yeah. Um you know, but um uh, like that's the thing. If 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 Andrew Wiggins is in uniform on Monday night, he takes at least half of those he takes at least a quarter of those. He takes a lot of those possessions down the stretch and maybe cat doesn't get, you know, as flaming hot as he did. Like, yeah, but I mean, they'll run a lot of pick and pop. And, yeah. And the jazz run a lot of pick and pop. Yeah. But cat was so hot. The dude was basically doing a merengue, a, a half quarter of the small <laughs> home arena, you know, after that last three, he was, you know, uh, it, just talking a lot of junk. It was, it was just, it was just like, oh uh, yeah, <laughs> he's feeling himself right now. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how the, how the jazz game plan for that. Uh, after that wolves game, we got a back to a home, back to back Friday, Saturday, the warriors who, oh man, Tony, they're coming off, coming off a monster win in Memphis. Monster. Yeah, that was win. their best game. Easily their best game, right? Alec Burks yeah. went for 29. We we could count. Okay, so we can look at that was the Alec Burks game. Yeah, that was the Marquise Chris game. Yeah, it was the Glenn Robinson the third game. He had twenty. It was the Glenn Robinson the third game. Draymond had was, uh, nearly had a triple double. Draymond nearly had a triple double. It all came together. 
like Steve Kerr was on the bench looking bewildered because he was like, yo, who are these guys that are, that are in our uniform? Like we're winning by a lot. Um, you know, and that, uh, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's, I think right now the way the jazz are playing, um, I don't think we can look at any one game right now and be like, yeah, that's a win. Because right now, I mean, I, even the like, war- well, I guess we said that kind of about the Grizzlies, like even the Warriors, that's a team they should beat by 30. They didn't beat the Grizzlies. Yeah, that's true. But this one will and be at home. Let Minnesota come in and beat them, yeah. you know, without Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, jeez. No, I'm calling it now. They beat the Warriors by 30 Friday night. I don't think they're capable of beating anybody by 30 right now. Wow. I don't think they're I don't think their second unit is good enough. And I don't think they're playing with enough with enough energy for 48 minutes. I feel like this has got to like I, I think the Jazz are playing in spurts right now. Like, yeah. part of it is that I think they're they're trying to figure out who I'm still they're still trying to figure out who they are uh, on both ends of the floor. Um, but you know, I I don't think I don't think the thirty point wins are coming for another few months with this yeah. team. You might I, you might be right. I I, I think in January they're going to start beating people by thirty. I think right now. I think right now it's a struggle because I think they're trying so, to f- figure out who they are. They're so bad, though. This Warriors team. Tony, there's no way they can play it like this twice in one week. They did. They did it twice in three days. And Alec Burke's revenge game. Not on my watch, Tony. That's not going to happen. Have Alec Burke's revenge game. We're going to have we're going to have Derek Favors back. Yeah. Derek um, Favors comes back on Saturday with the Pelicans in town. What do you expect out of that? I mean, obviously, there will be a great ovation for him. This town, I feel like, love Derek Favors. OK, so I talked to Derek Favors last night. Ooh. Um, and and I said I asked him, I said, Derek. OK, so first of all, I said, I said, Derek, are you going to cry? So he said, no, Tony, I'm not going to cry. He's going to say, or at least I'm going to try very hard not to cry. He's going to cry. He, he said he's going to try his hardest not to cry. Um, but he said, you know, he basically said he doesn't know what his emotions are going to be on Saturday until he actually goes through it. Yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, and I could tell you that, you know, he he's. You know he he misses his teammates. He misses the organization. He he absolutely misses the Jazz. Um, and I can tell you the Jazz miss him too. So um, I, I think that feeling is mutual. But you know I think I think Derek is you know he's he's uh, he he didn't play yesterday. He's I don't think he's playing tomorrow uh, in Phoenix, but. Uh, he told me he's going to his his intent is definitely to play on Saturday, um, but yeah, it's going to be like you know, like Mike Conley. It was a it was an emotional night in, in Memphis for Mike Conley. I think it's going to be a really emotional night uh, in 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 Utah uh, with with Derek Favors because I think that Derek meant, means a, meant a lot uh, to this franchise, and I think he means a lot to. Uh, the ascension of of what this franchise has become in the last five, six years. Yeah, I mean, he was a very prominent member of that team, right? I mean, I know he went through a lot of injuries and everything, and eventually Rudy Gobert became the main big man, but he was a he was a he was a big part of how they built that team. Yeah. Like he was a huge part in how they built the team. And he, you know, he saved the Jazz's butt 
couple of times or in in the last you know four years. You know that game seven against the the Los Angeles Clippers when Rudy Gobert um, basically doesn't play because of foul trouble, uh, and they win game seven on the road. Derek Derek is dragging his leg up and down the floor, uh, and he still had what seventeen and thirteen against prime DeAndre Jordan. Um, you know the the series against Oklahoma City, he hits big shot game six. Um, to, to seal that series win. Um, you know, so there's, there's a lot of, you know, and what people don't realize, well, they're starting to realize it now is that, you know, those non Rudy minutes, you know, you, the, you had their favors in those non Rudy minutes. Yeah. So especially with Davis run, hurt, right? Right. Like you could still run the exact same system, uh, when Rudy was off the floor and right now, part of the jazz's issue a big part of the jazz's issue that they have to run two different systems like they have to run one system when rudy's on the floor and when rudy sits uh they have to run a different system and if you go look at the stats rudy gobert is leading the jazz in minutes by good margin because it's hard to sit him right now and it yeah, wasn't are, hard are to you, sit him are you worried about him getting worn out yeah that's a worry like I, yeah. you know he's he's playing a career high in minutes right now and i don't know what the exact number is but it's it's um um it's a lot you know and 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 i think um you know i think that some of that gets alleviated when that davis gets back um but you know right now you got rudy playing a whole chunk of minutes and and for the minutes that for the amount of minutes that he's playing you're not getting enough wins out of it yeah, that's true. He, he's playing a career high 34.8 minutes per game. Uh, right. Previous career high was 33.9, which he did in a season in which he played 81 games. Uh, look, I, and I'm not going to say that there's correlation. I just I'm making it of note the next season after that. Granted, it was a bit of a freak injury, but that was the next season. He he missed 26 games. Right. Like, I, I do wonder if there's a cumulative effect that you you end up having to worry about down the road just because, look, we're we're just different and we're smarter about and more careful about how this injury stuff and how these minutes rack up and affect players. And I, and it's something you just have to, I'm not saying it's something you have to freak out about by any means or something that means that something bad's definitely going to happen, but you like teams have to be aware of that at this point. Right. That's just how it is. Yeah. And, and when, you know, when you had Derek favorites, you could keep him at 32 minutes a night. Yeah. Those extra, those extra three, four minutes a night are going to add up at some point. And so, Hopefully yeah. that Davis can come back and, and get back into the mix of things heavily because it also Jeff green at center. And that's, and this isn't a knock on Jeff green. It's just like, it's, that's not fair. And that's not really the answer, right? Yeah, that's not the answer. And I think the bigger problem is Tony Bradley's not the answer. Right. Yeah. He's, he's been, he's been, you know, he's been kind of a miss so far. Uh, yeah. Maybe he can develop more with more time, but I, you also got to trust him with that time for him to stay on the court. Right. 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 Exactly. Like you can't bleed points when that's the problem with the jazz right now. They're, they're bleeding points whenever Rudy sits. Yeah. And, and it's, it's just asking, and then it's asking too much to, to get over those, you know, that, that hemorrhaging of points when he right. comes back. And in. then, you know, so, you know, the, the same thing happened in Minnesota, uh, with Minnesota that happened in Memphis. Right. So, you know, the jazz get out to a lead, uh, they sit Rudy Gobert, they bleed points. 
they bring Rudy Gobert back, but they're bleeding points at such a uh, such a fast rate that when Rudy comes back, it's like it's it still takes two or three minutes for for the Rudy effect to kick in when he's back. So they're still bleeding points for that first two or three minutes that he's back on the floor. Um, it's like a it's like a faucet that that you can only gradually turn off, right. not one that you can that you can instantly turn off. Um, and, and it, and it is really hard to guess. They were up 24 to 30, 24 to 15 against Memphis. Um, they, they sit Rudy, um, Memphis comes all the way back by the end of the first quarter. Uh, they were up five, I believe, uh, when Rudy sat in the first quarter on Monday night, they're down four. um, they're down four in less than three minutes. Yeah. With Rudy on the bench. Yeah, it's just that there's a, a real snowball effect. All right, before before we get out of here, Tony, Minnesota on Wednesday night, Golden State on Friday night, New Orleans on Saturday night. Uh, this feels like a much different pod than we did last time. Like last time it was a much more positive. This seems more more dire. So what's the prediction for these three games? What's the record? I'm going I'm going two and one, but by the skin of their teeth. Uh, you know, I, I think they lose Wednesday night. Wow. Um, I think they win Friday night, and I think they barely win on Saturday night. They, I think, and I think they blow. I think they. I think they would go three zero. I really do. I think that. I think Monday night was a wake up call. Um, I think they can handle the the Timberwolves even in Minnesota. And then, like I said, they're gonna blow out the Warriors. That team's so bad. We're not getting we're not getting another Alec, Alec Burks game like that in a week, and then uh, I think New Orleans is going to be a challenge, but they'll be able to outlast them in a close game. If it's I'm telling you right now, it's going to be it's going to be a big difference going into next week's road trip if it's from from eleven to five in ten to six. Yeah. That's going to be a big difference. That's a big difference for sure. Uh, That's going to do it for game notes on this episode. If you want all jazz coverage from Tony Jones, including written and spoken on all episodes and all articles, go to theathletic.com slash game notes. You can subscribe, get up to 40% off on an annual subscription. The best money you can spend uh, throughout the year. And you know what? Give it to, give it as a gift for the holiday season. Give it as a gift to your, your closest friends and family. If you want to do that, uh, you can also hit us on Twitter. Uh, we can, uh, we can answer your questions with the hashtag game notes, T a as in the athletic game notes, T a for the hashtag for Tony Jones. I'm Zach Harper. This has been game notes on the athletic. 